Hello and welcome to the Everton Aren't We podcast. My name is Graham, and I'm here today with Dave, Paul and we have a guest on today. Craig, how's it going mate? How are you guys? Um, thank, yeah, thanks for having me on. Um, away, yeah, do, do, doing well and I finally get to use about Everton. Everything, everything. Yeah. It's good to have you here mate. Craig's a season ticket holder in the main stand so I guess some money about him. Huh? Um, it's good to be here. Maybe you can hit some money in the podcast, you know. Anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, I wish. So, <laughs> no, well, look, okay, let's not beat around the bush. It's been a bit of a hectic day in Everton world. They, they tend to do this. Um, everybody all week's been putting out their podcast, their content, and they've just thought it's going to be quiet and we've got no money and no one's coming in. And Jesus, do they not know how they, uh, when they hit us, they hit us big, don't they? Um, first thing we're going to talk about is. Uh, Ruben Vinagre, if I'm pronouncing that right, uh, Portuguese left back. He signed on loan from uh, Sporting Lisbon. Um, so, even for the season, apparently there's a nine million buyout clause. Uh, oddly, he just signed at Sporting last week for eight million. So, I think this is a way they're getting him, trying to loan him out and, and make a bit of money on him. Uh, and that seems to be the football world at the minute. So. Dave, I'll come to you first, mate. Uh, what, what's your what's your thoughts on him? Obviously, we've got Nelson Kunku at the club, uh, backing up Vitaly Michalenko. So we've got this guy in. I, I've watched a bit of him myself on YouTube. Looked a lot. Looked at quite a few scouting reports and stats. Just to, what what's your feelings of getting him, mate? And I'd like to sign in. Um, you know, I'm not sure he'll start over Michalenko. Like I anticipate him to kind of be on the bench as the backup left back, backup left wing back now. But um I really like the signing because it's like to me it's smart. Um he's played in the Premier League for I think he played two seasons with Wolves in the Premier League. Maybe a bit yeah. of 2020 21 season. Could be wrong there like but um I think he's he's a decent player when I seen him with, with Wolves. Nothing too spectacular but nothing too horrible either. You know, one of those players who he does decent on the ball and he kind of just gets about, wins the ball back, gives it off. So you wouldn't really notice him throughout the whole 90. So I think, you know, with that option to buy, what we're doing here is a bit of smart business. And like you pay $9 million for a decent backup left back. You just would, you know, and we're yeah. not committing to that this 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 summer, it being next summer. So um, I like the signing. You know, I will say all I've seen of him is at Wolves. I haven't watched him play for Sporting or anything like that. So I'll be interested to see how he gets on. But, I mean, to me, it probably means Nkunku's out the door unless they try to do something different with him further up the pitch. But, like, I like that signing. I'm a fan of it, yeah. you know. And he's a good age as well, like 23. And, you know, I think you got to think, and not to run away with it here, but, like, you also want to get a little bit something out, extra out of Mikolenko. So... If you get somebody who's maybe just a little bit below him in terms of skill set, in terms of overall quality, you could push Mikolenko on, you know, a bit in terms of his development as well. Yeah, great point. I was thinking the same myself, you know. Um, really think he can. As I say, I watched a couple of those scouting videos and stuff today. And, you know, he's he's got really tricky feet. He, he has really good feet. He's not afraid to take a man on. Um, he's, he's got quite an explosive burst of pace as well about him. Um, there wasn't a lot of defending. And, and there's reports to be honest but uh, he doesn't have a lot of assists either but what I did see was he, 
when he does get up and gets in the box, he does lift his head and he looks to flash the ball across goal. You know, he wasn't just getting tunnel vision like we've seen from Nkunku against Arsenal when he just, he looked up and he could have played the, the ball and just smashed it straight at the keeper. So, and I'm not comparing the two by any means, but yeah, it was, it was good to see. Um, Craig, come to you, mate. What, what do you think of the signing? Yeah, I think for me personally, um, I I don't know a lot about him. I mean, I, I I'm going to be honest. Up until when I seen the reports on Twitter and um, reported that like obviously we've been in talks and had a medical. He was having a medical and stuff. Like I didn't. I I don't really know a lot about him until like I've done yeah. like you've just said yourself. Like you've had a look at like scouting reports and um, a couple of stuff when he's when he's played for Wolves at his time with Wolves. Um, what I do like um, is the way we've gone about it. It, it, it seems like we've we're kind of breaking the stigma now of just going and throwing money at anybody um, or at any club or any agent and any player kind of thing, um, which is kind of what I've always I've, I've I've stressed it for months, maybe even years now. Um, just that, just that, that horrible like stigma, style stigma that. Yeah, basically we just we we just go and throw money at money at players. Basically, where with yeah. with this Vinagre, we've potentially other players, um, which it, it sat down and Thelwell sat down with Lampard, and it it looks like they've come up with a plan kind of thing, um, yeah. and they've come up with a, a shrewd plan by the looks of it because this looks like it could be. Quite potentially a good bit of business going forward. Um, it's like like David t- touched on before. He's only young, um, and maybe I mean I'm not I'm not too like I said before I'm not too sure. Like I haven't really seen like the CV and stuff of what he was like at Wolves. Um, I know that he's very pacey, um, and he likes to get step on forward. Um, but I I think there's nothing. There's, I I just don't think there's anything better than. It's quite a it's quite a unique situation because any player like this that has a stint in the Premier League and then goes away to play in a, a, a the team outside of the Premier League, I feel um, where it maybe it hasn't worked kind of thing. But it, he's where to say it's a unique situation. He's obviously coming back to Everton on loan now with a point to prove, and I feel like that. I feel like that's why. I mean, there's other factors, obviously, like I've touched on. He's he's young. He's and with young comes hungry kind of thing, but. Not only that, it's the fact that he, he's it, it, it could be like a mental thing back to the Premier League. He's coming back to, in our eyes, a big club in Everton to, to prove a point. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, 100%. and then as as David and yourself have touched on, if 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 we do like him and Lampard and Thelwell are a fan of him, come the end of next season, he's only costing eight ten million, eight yeah. to ten million. Um, and then from what I've seen. Like further to that, I think he's 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 compared to the wages that we're paying at the moment, he's on buttons, so it's it's a, it's a no brainer for me really. Yeah, it's 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 reported something like six, not sixteen. Like we we don't really like to chat about figures, although no one can ever help getting near it in this. But it's reported to like sixteen grand a week, and and that's obviously it's his business, but that's buttons and Premier League money for a player, so. I think that's good. Sort of tongue in cheek. It has a wee bit of uh, Oviedo under Baines for me, and uh, you know, it's I'm, I'm happy with that. And, and just as well when you're saying about being around journey wise as well, you know, you look you look at his, his past clubs. Like he, ha- he hasn't really been at clubs that are to be snuffed at. You know, like Olympiacos, Monaco, 
even even Wolves, and regardless of what English football fans and Ever Everton fans that may listen to this that think of Wolves, you know that was at a time where Mendes took over Wolves, and and there was big expectation from the fan base. So he he can play under pressure at at, at clubs with you know where the fans are demanding something with that sort of CV. But Brownie, lastly, I'll come to you, Phil. What do you think of it? How, how do you feel about that? Yeah, yeah. No, my biggest overriding feeling is is. Me, me, and you spoke personally to each other. Graham is um, we're sick of play um, square pegs and round holes like uh, Ben Godfrey playing left back, stuff like that. And now we've got an actual left back who can play left back if Mikalenko was injured. So to me, it makes complete sense. Like, there's a lot of people on Twitter who are saying we need the midfielder first, we need a number six, but the transfer dealings don't work like that. It's not about we need this first, so let's get that done first. It's about whatever is happening at the time. So, obviously, this deal's come about and Everton have, have jumped on it. So, I'm happy with it, me, personally. Like, So, if I that, if you don't mind, like, I think one thing that, like, yeah, I would probably be in that camp if we did. Like, right away in seven and a half of it was up front, you know, you could say hypothetically, but, like, because we've gotten on loan, you know, like we're not having to use any of the funds we can spend this summer on him directly right now. You know, like so. You know, I I I know I've been crying out for like, but I wouldn't be shouting that just because of the fact we've gotten him in on loan. You know, so there is that caveat, there is that asterisk narks that you know we're not paying any money up front. All we're paying are his wages, which I mean, I didn't know we were seeing, but yeah, like you mentioned, that's. That's probably cheaper than what we were playing. John Joe can imagine. Yeah. For no. But David's round pegs and round holes in it instead of like she won on someone in a position where it's not their natural position. So if Mikalenko was to be tired or injured, or you'd have Ruben Vanagaru who can come in and just play there straight away. Oh, well, yeah. 110%. And it's also, you know, I mean, imagine like, God forbid, I mean, it would change the French, but. Like, if Mikalenko did get hurt, you know, he'd have to rely on to 10, 10 games on the trot or you'd have to play Godfrey left. Well, just if I could you know, there too, Dave, if I can just jump on there too, because that's horror story, because one of the factors we always have what is, is formations like, but just as you're saying that too, and Kunku, uh, that would this is why I'm so ahead of it. There's other transfers we're going to talk about, and I'm sure it's going to split the camp in, in, in each way. But like you think about it, if you're taking Michael Enko, who's war, war, really won in this role, he looked really good the other day as well in that three, four, three or four, three, five, two, whatever, whatever it was. But we knew there was three centre halves at the back, and Michael Enko was playing further up. Ben Goffrey cannot play over the halfway line at left back, in my opinion. He's, oh, he's, fine. A defender, he? he's a defender. Nelson Kunku cannot play in his own half. Either way, there you're you're hemorrhaged. Do you know what I mean? So it's the fear. So it's exactly as Brownie's saying, and as you're saying too, David. It's it's yes, we need versatility over the, the ground, the pitch. But if we are going to be playing this three at the back with the wing backs, it needs to be like for there's you know that. Apart from your sex, obviously your centre has and your centre forward, no, where there is no forgiveness in is your wing backs because you cannot play that system without those players that are masters of that art. Do you know what I mean? 
I, I was actually thinking today, maybe, I mean, obviously it, it, it is looking and it probably is more likely that he is coming in to cover Michalenko, but for me, I, I just I just feel like the tight. I mean, I, and this is just solely me going off highlights and reels and stuff of him that, like, when he's played for Wolves and like at a short stint at, at Sport. But it it doesn't seem like he's the type. He's going to be a type of player to come in and just be cover. It, oh no, I, he's he's going to want to play. Yeah, Definitely. exactly. And that that that's what's making me think. Paul is is this is it a bigger. Is this a bigger picture? And is is but that's this what you need in the Don't create. needs someone to push him, doesn't he? Exactly. But even over that, is this a bigger? Is this opening more doors in terms of the Lampard side of things and him trying to play like new new systems and more systems kind of thing or the systems that he wants to play? So I, are you uh, thinking maybe Michalenko might be used as a third centre back on the left? And for me, I'm just going to say before you go on I'm just going to say before you go on it, and you can carry on with it, but. Not for me. You literally just see Michael Enko get a goal, scored a volley, and got an assist in this this system, albeit Blackpool. But no, I, I honestly think it's 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 two for every position. No, and... no, but the Graham, I wouldn't like to see that. But I think that in his in his career, his short career, he's only young. Michael Enko, I think he has played yeah. as a third centre back. Yeah, it, it it needed. You get what I mean? Yeah, yeah, of course. But like, that's like. John Joe Kenny could play left back if needed, but you didn't ever want to see him there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I just think it's actually good now that we've got people there that that are coming in and identifying problems that we've cried out to be fixed for years and years. It's like, yeah. especially, yeah. especially left back and right back, we've never ever had that cover. It's always, we've always relied on that one player. Um, yeah. And if it if, if it goes skew with and um, the likes of like Dean, Baines, Coleman, um, even even as far back as Hibbert at right back, there's never ever been. We've never ever had like strength and depth in them areas. Do you know what I mean? And luckily, we've we, we've got away with it in big chunks in terms of Baines and Coleman. Um, obviously, not so much now with Coleman. He's he's been injured quite a lot, like the last the past couple of years. But it's just it. it, it I, I'm I'm a massive fan of it that the they're, they're coming in and identifying and they're making can these these um these wrongs right kind of thing and yeah. It's it. Yeah. We've got for me, in my opinion, I think. I mean, it, it it could be another it could be another topic, but I think to back. But in terms of it, like it, and strength and depth, like it's it's never been stronger in my eyes. Yeah, I was actually no. Don't get me wrong. I was just going to say on what you were saying there too. So there's going to be two things. Um, I was speaking to a guy today in work who uh is his brother is like really good friends with Francie, Seamus's brother. And he was saying Seamus is talking about he's he's getting really serious about the coaching. And tongue in cheek, I'm not passing any rivers. Jesus Christ, I don't want to see my name on Twitter along anything, but he's thinking after this year he, he could be seriously considering coaching. Um Seamus, but could, the whole point around that, what I'm saying is is that do you think there could be a chance as well that we could actually see a journeyman coming on at right back? Someone older, someone can play up that field and isn't expected to play every game because I still think if you've Seamus Coleman with, as you said, Craig, his injury problems and stuff, and uh, obviously Nathan Patterson's naivety because we have seen it. We've seen a lot of good the other day, but we've seen a lot of bad. Um, yeah, no, I think... Yes, I think- to be honest, I think Seamus Coleman is the journeyman right back to be the backup. 
I think yeah, yeah, no, I, I get that. His role. I, that's his role. I just mean I wouldn't be surprised to see him become a coach this year, a player coach. Oh, no, yeah, definitely. Also, also, I think most he's another year older. Yeah, but he's just another year older, and with his injuries, I I think there could be a case of just maybe some some last ditch, some loan out of somewhere. Maybe the other at, at all. Own. You mean not to play at all? No, no, no. I just mean having three options because maybe Coleman and Patterson isn't enough. Again, there there's such different ends of the spectrum. Maybe you need that thing in the middle just to balance. I, think, I don't know. To be honest with you, from my point of view, I think the thing in the middle is maybe Holgate played right back and Coffey played right back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, yeah. I, I, I Paul's just touched like Paul's just basically took the words out of my mouth. I think it's going to be yeah. Holgate or or God. I think it'll be Godfrey more than anybody now because. If if God if God if Godfrey's covered anybody, it's been left back, hasn't it? So and we yeah, have two solid players there now in Michalenko and Vin. Vin I'm just gonna call him Vinegar. <laughs> I can never get his name right. I can never pronounce. <laughs> I, th- I think, uh, yeah, I think I don't think they're gonna take that risk. This in terms of incomings, I don't think they're gonna take that risk because players there. You've got obviously you've got Coleman, you've got Patterson, who's the Who's our new up and coming star potentially, and then you've got Godfrey that who could potentially be that journeyman that we're talking about. So, I, I I think that's a, I think that's a crack that needs to be sealed another time because there's obviously bigger, bigger and greater problems. We yeah, that's kind of thing. Yeah, 100%. Um, in terms of the just touching on the like the coaching side of things, um, I live in the Walton area of Liverpool, and I know that. Quite recently, in the last couple of months, Coleman's just moved into his new house that he's been getting built for the last year. Now. Make that of what you will. Yeah, I think he's. I think it's already. I think the ball's already rolling in terms of. I think he's going to go down the, the route that Bain taken. Um, which yeah. Is, like in the in the last the, the last like year or so of his career, he was going off and coaching badges and stuff, and then obviously eventually when he's when he's obviously got all the credentials, he's it's it's. It's been time to hang the boots up, kind of thing, and look at what Baines is doing now. It looks like he's he's really like cemented himself in in the backroom staff and yeah. in, into the academy as well. So, I think I think I think as well. Just just on closing them with this now. Like I think, with all due respect to Baines, Big Duncan, all of them, um, attitude wise, if you, if you want someone to come in and teach Everton youngsters. Well, apart from Duncan, because he 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 had the right mindset and no disrespect to Baines, but Seamus Coleman of would speak well to the youth about how to conduct themselves as a professional, do you know? So hopefully that as well. But moving on to the next one, um, I'm just going to put it out there for you guys. Personally, I'm quite underwhelmed because of how I, I feel about the player. Um, it's no secret. Brownie and stuff can tell you that even before we were linked, and I get this time and before, I'm not a fan and I'll go on date later, but Dwight McNeil, uh, Dave, take it away. You know, actually, I did see a price Twitter for ten million. So not, but like when I was seeing eighteen, twenty million, and you may say, uh, "What do you, you know?" That's not your money, but that eight million could make a difference. But for me, I just think he's he can defend well, decent crosser of the ball. But for me, he's a bit too one dimensional in terms of what I've seen from him down in the system. He. But I just personally think price we'd pay for him. Like I know it sounds mad, even if 
is 10. But what I saw earlier, potentially rising up to eight, get a player with a better upside upside than he has, if that's potential than what he even cheaper inside the northwest of England. Like, that's that's just in back him obviously but I'm not convinced by him at the moment and he's 23 years old I think is his age but um yeah I'm, I'm still not super convinced by that signing me personally especially if you know I mean if we're three with Patterson flying you know right and he's coming inside onto his left foot like yeah he can still get delivery I'd, I'd rather have somebody who'd pick their head up and look at the goal and, and be looking to, to go from there, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Craig, how do you feel? about? I just, um, I just, I don't get it. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not against it and I'm not for it. I just, I, I, I'm in the middle. I'm on the fence, like what, what, what Dave's just said then. Um, again, it, he's another one that I haven't seen enough of. Um, I've, and I've spoke to a couple of Burnley fans and stuff on social media as well, and like Dave, David's just touched on. Then um, they said they said similar to what he's just said. Then he's very one-dimensional and also inconsistent, um, yeah. which is for me it's that that that's a big no-no for me because we, we've 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 gone years now with inconsistent players. Yeah. Um, He's he's a good crosser of the ball. I know he's a good, very good crosser of the ball because when Burnley came to Ever- when Burnley came to Goodison, sorry, um, this year, um, he was he was one of the standout players, and he was he was one of the standout players for that reason alone. Um, he he definitely got forward, and he was he was he was quite very agile. He he was getting the ball in the box. He's got a love, lo- lovely like lovely right and left foot on him kind of thing. He um and especially on like like the corners and the set pieces and stuff. So the, the positives to take out of that is that is that we've we've been lacking that kind of thing. We've been lacking that kind of player in terms of like deliveries and stuff. But the, the the sole reason why I don't get it is and why I'm very it, it's very mixed feel. What we need, I think our our prime. But our prime priority is it's goals and assists, which we, yeah. we, we've we've been fe- like heavily lacking kind of thing since the likes of Sigurdsson, Sigurdsson's gone, yeah. Dean gone, Rodriguez kind of thing. We, for me, that the, the the stats aren't really they're not really crying out, are they? That well, they're not really shouting out. Um, good. Well, it's not really good feedback if you have a look at the stats. I think he scored like if I've seen right, he's, he, it's only a handful of assists and like four goals last year. So. And you, you you got that out of a woe being grey. Um, it wasn't even made last last season. It was one assist, zero goals. Oh God! So yeah, so it's 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 worse than what I've read. Then yeah, it's it's worse than what I've read. So it 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 it, it backs up my point. It's we we've got three players there that's exactly the same, if if not if not better in Gordon Owe being grey. If if we're talking wingers and um, but like I said, it's it's devil's advocate. It's Deliver it, uh, deliver it of the ball of of all them three, in my yeah. opinion. Um, but I just think overall, it's just I, I I'm not too sure. I just it, I, I don't get it. I really don't get it. Um, no. because obviously, especially there as well. Like I brought up Gordon. Obviously, Gordon's a number ten now. But you can still if 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 you need if if touch 
were to get injured, you can still utilize him and still use him as a winger. Do you know what I mean? So I think we were very we're very much covered in that sense. Um, and I know obviously we've been we've been after Dennis and Cornet, which I don't know what's happened in terms of the Cornet situation. But yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I I don't I, I genuinely I don't really have a solid answer for it. I just don't. I, I don't know. I, I yeah. I, I just no, yeah, I, I, I get it. it completely, mate. I'm 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 in the same boat. Um, Bernie, before I give my my butt, do you, do you want to give yours on, and then you can go off me? Um, no, to be honest with you, listen. If if you give me a choice and said, do you want to sign Dwight McNeil for Everton? I'd say no. But twelve months ago, I went, yeah, definitely. Let's get him in. But from a coaching point of view, listen, I'm not a coach for Everton. Obviously, I'm not. But I can understand why they want him in. He works hard. He's up and down the left side, and I think. Frank Lampard might have identified that the best way for Everton going forward is players who work hard, die for the shirt, and will give absolutely everything. Do you get what I mean? And listen, I'm not comparing them to Jack Grealish because Jack Grealish is a superior footballer, but he created a lot of chances last season. But Gabriel Jesus and Raheem Sterling just missed them, so his numbers went down. So I think Dwight McNeil created... It's there for everyone to see. He created chances, but he just weren't taken. So his numbers look terrible. Do you get what I mean? But yeah, no. I can understand yeah. it. Listen, I can understand why they want it because I think we're in the boat now of we do, we need all hands to the pump now of every single Everton player on the pitch working at hundred and ten percent. And I think from a coaching point of view, Dwight McNeil fits that profile in in my opinion. Like, yeah, no, it's fair. The, th- the thing for me, so I have a few things here, right? And I'll, I'll go through this sort of analytical stuff first before I give just me, just my opinion. But like Dwight McDean last season, like massively underwhelming, uh, zero goals, one assist at 2020-21, two goals, five assists, 19-20, two goals, six assists, 18-19, Three goals, five assists, 17, 18, zero, zero, right? Okay. But now his best season for numbers wise was the 19, 20 season. So, you know, and Bernard's team, he had like five assists, but um, he was like first for chances created in their team, first for open play crosses with 130, dribbles attempted 124, first for that. And Position, uh, possession one on the final third, 27. So he's one on the ball. He is trying to make things happen and stuff then. Uh, me and Dan, who's been on the show a few times, we were back and forth today in the group chat, and, and that's all that you know. He was coming at me with stats, was rightfully so. And I was going back, and, and there's all that, but like obviously, Rev, who, who's, who's part of the pod and stuff, Red says it, Rev says it best. It's sometimes you have to take the numbers away and just go with the eye test, you know, just, just what you see in this player. And you know what? I have watched him. I remember when we were linked to him after he, he scored that at the end of that season, Brands wanted him where he scored that. Goal past us and just was a phenomenal goal, but I, I just don't see enough from him. Like I just he's so slow turning on the ball, but he's really really skillful. Um, he's a he's an outside left. He's not an inside, so he loves to hug the line and he loves to take someone on, but he's not explosive. He's he's, he's just not quick enough. Do you know what I mean? He, he can pass the ball well and he has a lovely left foot. I'm not too sure about his right foot. I think he's very very one footed. But just for me, he's a player's player. And by that, I mean, I know know exactly what you mean. I always remember he's one of them players you don't realize what he does until he actually plays for your team. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, completely. I get that. And that that was one of the points I was going to come to. But 
the bit then I was going to flip on that that's confusing me is it's no secret that Lampard it looks like he's going to be playing with wingbacks he's an outside left he hogs the line you can't play with wingbacks with an outside left or an outside right they have to be insides do you know what I'm saying they have to be running in and taking players to create space for the fullback to get forward and attack I, I, I just I just find that bit of it a bit baffling. It's just annoying me. But ultimately, going by the eye test, uh, I'm not blown away by him. He looks like the sort of player that, no disrespect to him, like the fucking hell, they're professional footballers. But if you're playing indoor football against him, he would absolutely fucking destroy you. Do you know what I mean? He's, he looks awkward in the ball, the way he takes it, with the ball stuck to his foot. But just ultimately, just... I, I don't know. And also the fact that we've been chasing Corne for that long, or, or Corne, or however you pronounce it, and then just for McNeil and they become up, then there's another option to move this quick. I know it's a case of we don't know what the club's doing, but it's just too many question marks, Bernie, for me to get behind, to be honest. No, no, I understand where you're coming from. Listen, honestly, I really do. But I think taking away, like, oh, he plays for Burnley and stuff like that, his numbers aren't great. And that, I think. He's one of them players who might go unrecognised in the game. It's like, if you played to them, you'd be like, oh my God, he's fucking... I couldn't cope in this team without Dwight McNeil, the work that he puts in, the amount of running he does. And Listen, he's only 22. The scope for him getting better and better is, is there. It is there. He's a young English talent. Man United um, Academy graduate. Um, yeah. as, as I say, 12 months ago, I, I would have been all over Dwight McNeil. I remember we were linked with him and I thought, yeah, I'd be all over him. But he's had a bad year. But yeah, he's got the they're the rivers or ponds or whatever you want to call it that we're fishing in at the moment is potential. Do you get what I mean? I get that, but like you, you, you players like for example, who came to my mind? Jota at Celtic, left winger, young Portuguese kid. Like, like I know they, I know they've just made the deal permanent, but like there's players out there like him who Celtic got him for like seven or eight million. Like he he is skilled for days, like, and he's he's rapid fast, you know, and and he's he's slight, but he's not a he's not a pushover playing playing in the SPL. But you have players like that who are explosive, like what are we crying for at Everton's pace? He is going to create chances, as it says. He's a tidy footballer. He can pass. He's good vision, and as I say, he's a wicked left foot. But it's just on the eye test for what I think we need. It's not good enough. I agree with you. At, at the moment, sorry to interrupt you, I think at the I'm moment, the way, where Everton are, is like, we need players who we're going to graft, and Dwight McNeil is going to graft, he is going to graft, he is. Yeah. But see, even when it comes down, that's what I'm saying, I just don't know how a wing-back, an expansive wing-back can play with an outside left or an outside right, I just don't get it, because that's their space, you're just nullifying your wing-back. Yeah. It's like it's, it's a bit of a mad one for Evertonians, and it? It, yeah. nobody knows what to think. It's like there's half of us are like, yeah, it's good signing, but the other half is like, well, what are we doing here? Yeah, <laughs> no. Look at the end of the day. Look, I, I think, and it looks like it's a done deal. There's there's a uh, guy on Twitter. He's got a picture with him and stuff. Merseyside, and people we spoke there saying, ah, they, they they people who do know things and know people they're saying, ah, they think it's done. So. We'll, we're all going to get behind the guy. No, what do you mind me, okay? You might disagree with me, and I'm going. A, I'm going a long way back here, Kevin Kilban. I was about to say Zinedine Kilban too. I swear to God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He does. He does. He me. Listen, he's as I say, a footballer's footballer. 
If, you're, if he's your teammate, you, you'd be absolutely made up that he's in the starting eleven next year. But from a fan's point of view, you're like, what the, what, what are we doing with him here? Type of thing, do you know what I mean? I'll tell you what I will say, though. The reason why, I mean, I know I've said I don't get it, but I'm also on the fence with it. And to be honest, any I think any player that comes in this summer or any any business that we do with the club or players that come in, I, I, I'm completely sitting on the fence with it. And I'm... And I'm I'm actually give, I'm giving everybody a chance this year. Yeah, you're willing to see what's going to happen, aren't you? And I'll tell you why, Paul, right? Prime example of that. I, and you'll agree with me. Uh, like, you, you've, you've absolutely donkeys with it. But I completely, I, I wasn't a fan of a Wobi at all. I, yeah, I completely no, wrote yeah. a Wobi off. And look at the difference in him in six absolutely, months. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so it, it's it's one of them. Maybe maybe it, it, it like I said before with that Vinagra, maybe he needs a move like that to 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 prove the you point. You think Craig, Sorry and... to interrupt again. It's like a case of let's fill the team full of hard work and young British lads type thing. Yeah, and let's see where we go from there. Do you Definitely. Know what I mean, you you have just you've just hit the nail on the head there. Like obviously, yeah, he works hard and stuff, but I think. I think he could be like a player's player, and he he could be one of them people where he's very versatile and does everything. He, like yeah. he he does every every like the simple things, right? You know what I mean? And for me, and he reminds you of Kevin Kilban. For me, it could be another Townsend signing. Yeah, you know, yeah, so yeah, that 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 yeah. type of signing where they just come in and they, and they do a good job. Do you know what I mean? And like you said there, Paul, he's still young. Do you know what I mean? At the yeah. end of the day, he's still very young in football team. Let let's see. Do you know what I mean? Let's see. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's fair enough, lads. Um, I, I think too, just just to enclose with as well. Like, and obviously, like I I do have praise for the guy. I just have concerns. I, I just don't know how he's going to fit into the system that I think we're going to play. Um, but ultimately, uh, and it looks like he's saying it. I hope he does do well. And I think the thing too, some people might be saying, "Well, why are you getting up for Viagra?" A player who failed at Wolves, but you, you can't get up for a player like uh, Dwight McNeil, who who was one of the shining lights of Burnley. So, but it's just for me personally, in that sense, I can see the plan for Vinagra, like especially in that formation and system. I'm like, I, I, I can see where he goes. I can see what he does. You know, they, him and my would you, will be training together. Fit the profile of Vinagra's 23 and Dwight McNeil's 22. Yeah, but at the same time too, Vinagre is just alone, so that that literally might be just be a stopgap as they for what we're doing, what we're looking for next year, or who we've scouted for next year. So we we can't just think, oh, this is him, and this is a smart deal for the future. Although it could be because we're going to get the player next who who really explores that pathway that it could be. But I don't know. For me, it's just. I'll, I'll just wait and see and I do wish him all the best I really yeah, really no, do mate, listen I will completely 100% agree I've, I've had a personal conversation with you today Dwight McNeil for me personally doesn't float my boat but I can I can understand like the um, the logic to it from a, from like a Frank Lampard and his coaching staff point of view I, I, I can't mean? I can't I'm sorry that, right fuck it I'll go on it I, I don't get the logic I, I can just come out of nowhere whenever we're being linked to all these uh PC players on the wing, Richardson, uh, 2.0 that can play across the front three because we need versatility at the top of the pitch. Dwight McNeil plays out left, nowhere else. He can play left wing back, but he's not going to be going there, especially after sending Viagra. So he is solely a slow left winger. So uh, I'll put my name to it. Fuck it. I just don't get it. He's an outside oh, left. Dude, you know what, mate? It's one of them. Let's wait and see what happens in it. 
that's that's yeah. one of them. Pretty much, I like uh, my head's spinning here, so <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it's like I said, mate. It could be it, 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 it could be a disaster, or it could really be like it could really get pulled off. Do you know what I mean? It's it yeah, yeah, like one of playing, them gems, couldn't it? Create? Yeah, it, it, it doesn't look like we're playing a lot for him because it, obviously, like it's it's it, it looks like we're staggering the. Yeah, as you say, in 12 months even, time, okay, we could be like, oh my business. God, I can't believe we only got him for 10 million. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. Or well, it could look like in... one of them go, fucking hell, he's a donkey him. What have you, what have you signed him for? Yeah, yeah but, exactly. but even, even at that too, like just, I, I, I hope I hope someone tweets me every week and says, you haven't a clue? Because I don't have a clue, let's face it, I just watch football, but, you know, I, I hope someone can just say every time I praise the lad because he's doing well for us and just say, he Remember had an opinion. Said. Yeah, exactly, because that yeah. that make me so so happy by all means. You know, yeah. But yeah, but anyway, move on. We spent enough time on uh, Dwight McNeil. Um, this came out today, and uh, Bernie, I think it's one that you're quite excited about. I'm just going to say one word to you, Ghana. Oh, mate, honestly, I have missed this lad so much since he left. It's like um, people go on about like we missed Lukaku, and we missed this player Barkley or whatever. We have missed the Disagana Gay. We have never, ever replaced them. And people will say, oh, we're not going to get that Disagana Gay back. But if you can even just get a little bit of a fraction of that player back, listen, I will welcome this this lad with open arms. Please come back. Um, yeah, I'm all for it, me, personally. Like That's all I'm going to say, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Craig, how do you feel? Yeah, de- definitely all for it, mate. It's like Paul's just touched on then. Um, we've, we've never replaced them. Um, in my eyes, and for me, he's every team always, always. There's always a player that comes along every now and then, and and there's always a player that makes the team tick. And it's always in terms of like whether it's whether it's the engine of the team or if it's the, like the the pass master or getting deliveries into the box, assists, goals, whatever. And I think, especially in that time around the Lukaku, Delafeu, Barkley era. Well, Craig, sorry to interrupt. I always remember sitting in the match, like, that team, remember, what was it, under Koeman, where we finished seventh in that. We, we only lost one game at home. Do you remember that season? And I always, remember sitting next, yeah. I always remember sitting next to me, Dad, going, how boss is he? How, and it was always about the disagree. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, always. Always. Even if, whether it was home or away, like, if, if there were some games there where we, where we, were, we were piss poor, um, he'd always get us out out of out of the out of the shit. Like, do you know what I mean? And it was it was so it was just solely down to like he just didn't stop for, so, from from the the, 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 the last kick of the ball. Like he just he doesn't stop. Like the the, the boys got some engine on him, and yeah, we that, I think that's solely why we we we've never been able to replace him. Um, I think if I, I think if and, and I, like it's obviously it's a it's a very popular like opinion of mine and you you guys obviously know it but I think if the core got given that that role obviously he wouldn't he wouldn't be anywhere Garner Gay's um stature kind of thing or like he, he wouldn't get near him in terms of like fitness and like just the presence that he brings do you know what I mean but I, I just think that this this is where I'm going here with my point is it's devil's advocate with for it I'm absolutely all for it but then yeah. I think it throws us into a very big predicament because you need someone in that middle that pulls the strings, and I don't think we've got anybody that pulls the strings he's, there. He's better than anything we've got, any Craig. Yeah, miles better. 
to be honest, mate, I, I, I'd even go as far to say, I mean, I know he's 32 now and, and like years have gone by and stuff, but if he come back to Everton, mate, he'd, he'd be one of the best midfielders in the Premier League. And oh, I say that confidently. Yeah. Listen, I 100% agree with you. And me and you, I've, 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 listen, I've laid into Decore on space and stuff like that. But I actually like Abdullah Decore. I think he's a good player. But I think he's stuck in between of what 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 kind of role has he got in Everton's team. And I think Idrissa Gay would would nail down his role for Everton. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. Well, that, that's my point, Paul. Like, I think that that's where the predicament comes in with it. Because if, if we do sign Gay, which I think we will, by the way, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a confident 80% sure that we're going to. Um, it's 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 now a case of well, where does the core go? Is he offensive? Is he defensive? Um, he's still legs, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. And for me, when he when he got brought in, he was obviously brought in as that Garnet, like the Garnet gay, or it was for the Garnet gay role. Do you know what I mean? So it, it's one of them. As as much as I'm all for Garnet coming in, I just think long term it 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 throws it, it it gives Lampard a bit of a headache. Maybe yeah, you you spot on it. Frees other players up, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. Well, see, just see, just on that as well. We Ganagay, I want to chip in just with this, but Ganagay, right? So people, people are worrying about his age and stuff, but like Ganagay's age, right? So whatever, whatever he might, whatever we seconds he might have lost in pace that he had when he was with us before, he makes up for now in experience. And another thing is the way he covers the ground and the way he breaks up play. There's two things. One, it cuts out the fact that a slight smaller player uh, can play that role because he is those things and he has played that at the top level and got man of the match and did really well PSG and stuff. Secondly, he instantly makes our, our the rest of our midfielders better. And I'll tell you why. A prime example is Alan. Alan hunts the ball, and presses and hurries. He has never been able to do that since he signed for Everton. Not properly. Ganagay behind him allows Alan to do his job properly. A player with trampoline shins like Decore can relax a bit on the ball. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, definitely, he, he I, can, I, I think so, this is this has been our big, biggest problem, and, and and we've seen it a lot last season. I've touched on it a lot as well in on on like the social media spaces and stuff. Yeah, um, I, I think that's why Decore, because I, I feel like Decore is trying to do two. Uh, Feel because Alan, Alan, I feel he's as good as he is at what he does and what he's best he's at. He's, he's very one-dimensional. Yeah, he's zero um, discipline too. Yeah, and I think because we haven't, because we haven't got, because we haven't got it like from Alan Corey's had to basically he, he he's had to fill in. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's why we mm. haven't seen the best of the Corey. Where now, if 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 we hypothetically bring in, it changes the game because now. You've got Garner that gay who's now doing the Corey's job last season and the and the season before. And it, it, it just like you've just said then, Graham, like it's be it, it frees up space then for us and maybe we'll see the Allen that we that we've seen and what we what yeah. we were craving to to happen when he I'll come in from Napoli. And the same with the Corey. Yeah. I I think as well, you know, the, the like even even the likes of Alex Awobi, you look at the ground he's covering while trying to play the eight. He'll not have to cover that ground. He doesn't have to track so far back because Gana will be there to break it up and get the ball to him. Like you, you remember when Gana got linked first of all to PSG and it was turned down. City, he'll not be leaving him. Will not be considering anything uh, until the summer. 
Do you know yeah, what I mean? Maybe he was like a player possessed after that. Yeah, he upped his levels. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So literally, I just, I, I think it's so beneficial that if he can come in there, like we tried to go the young route, the young powerhouse route with Jean-Philippe Gabamon, and it just didn't work. Obviously, the guy had a lot of issues, but like, and that that just fucking bewilders me. The fact that the club has never tried to properly address that. It's actually really annoys me about the club. But anyway, the Ghana just opens it up for all of them. The Korea becomes a better player. Awobi is able to focus more on dribbling forward because I really like Awobi in the eight. I really, really do. Or even when he's play, even if he has to play at right wing back as well, which uh, even Dan, as I was chatting about earlier today, we had a big, big conversation. Dan was saying he, he's Mister. He'll be the Mister Utility Man, and that's probably right. But it'll allow Awobi to press more forward without having to worry at the, in the midfield. Or a full cover and a full back. So it instantly makes him a better player. So it instantly makes our midfield options better that they're confident they can do the job they want to do. It is a it is a sign and and people say you can you never go back. But you know, if we sign the Tisagana guy, we could sign it wherever we want after that. That sign for me is enough this summer for me, like Yeah. Well I've said I've said for a couple of weeks and in a couple of conversations and maybe even you uh you, Graham, like I've I've said in a couple of conversations, all Everton need to do and what I was hoping that they'd do, it looks like they're doing in terms of with the incomings. They just need to make smart signings and not just throw yeah. money at either. By smart signings, I mean, go out and get a centre-half who leads the back. Go out and get a midfielder who who, who, who will run round. Like from, from start to finish. And Is this go... the kind of guy who's going to want to be at Everton as well? Definitely. Yeah, well, to be fair, Paul, right? I don't. I mean, I, I, I've, I've watched PSG quite a bit. I mean, I, I'm a football fan. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, yeah, I love. Yeah. I'm a diehard Evertonian, but I, I, I'm a football fan as well. And I've, I've you have to be watching football for fuck's sake. I've watched a lot of PSG, and he has. It for me, he hasn't been involved as much as what I thought he would. Okay, so no, he hasn't. For me, in his head, personally, if 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 he's thinking there, maybe one last one last big move. With Everton somewhere where I'm loved, kind of thing, and I know that I'm going to be playing week in, week out. Like, obviously, providing I don't get it, no brainer for me, I think. Yeah, and as well, Craig, me, me personally, I'm like, like, honestly, the thought of it just again, again, playing for Everton again, it's like, it's it's amazing to me. Do you get what I mean? Honestly, I, I have pined for him since he left. I know it sounds really pathetic, but we've never replaced him. Like, listen, John Philip Gabaman, God, God bless him, like, he just, it's just gone completely wrong, and it. It's just not worked, has it? No. What better way to replace a Disagana gay is to get a Disagana gay back? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's well. Yeah, it's I, I think it's really smart too in the fact that it really buys like it's so smart. And even if even if he comes back and he can only do a certain job, he, he's still he's still a number six, even if he can't get to those levels the six months before he left us, you know, and some of the levels we've seen in the Champions League at PSG, but ultimately that still gives Thelwell, if, if they can't get him back, that gives Thelwell and Lampard 12 months to work on getting the right number six. Like, yeah. you're, you're, if we're thinking about him being a stopgap with the utmost respect, what a fucking stopgap. Do you know what I mean? Oh, like, that's, yeah, not that literally me. gives you the time to say, right, finances are going to be forecasted, blah, 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 better. I don't give a shit about them, but obviously they, they have to and the club do. But that literally gives us a chance then to be like, right, get the focus here. Run the eye over Vinagra. See if see if he's the right backup for Michael Lenko. If not, boom, we go and find the next young thing. 
Do you know what I mean? Because in Kunku will be gone. He apparently he's in big money too. I listened to the Bobbles podcast the other day, Ben's in the Bobble, and they were talking about his wage being so high. So that's good out the window. More money for us. Um would you and, would you agree that it's an ex- listen and people say oh never go back, obviously I've said before. Would you agree with me that it that's a quite an exciting sign for me that yeah, well, it's. A, I'd, it's a, I'd say that's. I, I I think you touched on it before, Brownie. Like you, you like you're not bo- like you're not bothered about anybody about anybody else coming in. If if Gay come in, I I completely agree, and I think I I think he'd be if if we were to get him in, I think he'd be our biggest sign in the summer by a by a stretch. He gets the club as well, doesn't he, Craig? Do you get what yeah, I mean? He definitely. knows what we expect as fans, and he's seen it before, and he's played in a team with a prolific striker up front, so he knows what it's like to play for Everton. When we listen, Bill Kenwright, people will say, Oh, good times and all that. But when you think about it now, they were good times with him yeah, and Romelu Lukaku up front. Compared so, to now. Yeah. Compared to now, yeah. definitely. Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, I think, I think, I think we're wrong. As well, it's the fact that he's, 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 I mean, obviously, he was, he was as good as he was before he left Everton, but he's now gone to one of the biggest and best teams in the world. And he's potentially coming back to Everton, having played with some of the best, like some of the best okay. superstars in the world. He's lived his dream, I mean, and so... he's lived his dream. Exactly. Like, it's like when Lampard managed Chelsea. That that is the pinnacle of his career. It is. It's this again. Mm-hmm. He's played for PSG. He's not going to get any eyes on that. So we come back to us and hopefully smash it for us. That I'm all for it, me personally. Like, yeah. Well, I'm just I'm just excited. I mean. Bit big if 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 we were to sign him and he, he was to come back at Everton, it 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 really excites me to see what we're gonna get out of Decore and Allen. Then just based like just going back to what I was touching on before and you were Graham, like it how much it's gonna free up them players now that are yeah. that are now not doing a two man job or are not playing to or or aren't playing sorry to the best of their abilities. Do you know what I mean? Because you can just looking at the likes of Allen and like you you, you don't go shit. Over. Do you know what I mean? He's he's obviously a very good player, and he was a good player for Napoli, and he he, he was branded as like their leader and their yard dog kind of thing. And then you've got the likes yeah. of the Corey, who's also another that's got like loads of legs. And even when he goes forward and stuff, like he's just there's a couple of games there, and I'd say I could don't I probably only be able to put put the, the the amount of games on my hand for the amount of times where I've seen him bomb, bombing forwards and he's been he's, he's obviously been given them tactics and that role to bomb forward and get forward and be offensive and he, he's just outrageous absolutely outrageously good going forward where well, it's, as you say last season I only really seen it like two or three times where other yeah. than that like we're obviously in a relegation battle do you know what I mean so everybody's been doing different jobs and filling in for, for other people and Desperation. So for me, this signing alone, it, it's it's very again, it's very shrewd, and I can't compliment Everton enough if they pull it off. It's very, it makes very too much sense, doesn't it? It makes too much sense. Yeah, yeah. I, I think as well, lads, as well. See, we uh, you're chatting to you about the Corey when he was at Watford too. You had Capu doing the exact same job in midfield, but let the Corey express himself. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. So, so literally, that that that. That just underlines more with me where they're they're so hamstrung and you know that they can't do their jobs. But it also pisses me off about the club and uh, Steinson and Brands and all that there because how the fuck did they not identify these all these things that maybe Thelwell and Lampard are just coming on now being like, look at this this jointed mess. You know, you, you think it was a 
I don't know. You, that, it looks like a room I'm, decorated by a blind man. Sorry, 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 that's why I'm quite fine, baffled yeah. by it. That's why I'm quite baffled by it because it, for me, it's clear as day. I don't think we have a squad of bad players. I don't think we've got a bad squad there. In terms it's of the it. eleven, I just think, and it's like I touched on before. All we needed, or what we've need, what we've cried out for, and I think it's been the biggest problem to the downfall that's happened the last two, three seasons. We just needed a, like just a couple of a couple of signings here and there that you know will it'll open a lot of doors. So like like what like what we're talking about now, when Gay comes in, that frees up about three or four different players to go out and do their actual job and show us their yeah. actual like playing ability. Massive. Hey, we, uh, Gay starts every week. Exactly. Nails on. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. But it, even there as well, uh, Craig, where you're talking about, you know. And it baffles you about the club the same way I do. It's like they have a perfectly good tent, but they're missing two poles. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. It, it would just it would just sit perfect if you had a pole at either end, but for some reason it's just fucking collapsed. And you're like, Jesus, this this tarp but, and everything's great, but but that's all it needs. Just, just change the dynamics for the better, which it will. And you yeah, know, honestly, what? honestly, honestly, lads, I'm like, I swear to you, I'm sitting here and thinking. He, he, for me, if you could sign someone this summer, he said you couldn't sign anyone else. Obviously, I know we need more players, but he said you can only sign him and that's it. I, I'd, I'd take him personally, me personally, like I would. It's a lot of nil nils there, Brenny. I think that I think Brenny. the only I think the only stumbling block there is, is going to be in terms of him coming back. I think it's going to be personal terms myself because I know that he's on mega books now at PSG, so it's whether he's willing to. Obviously, we're trying to be we're trying to cut down on that, aren't we? So. It, it, it's one of them. There's going to be some like this. Thelwell and Lampard better have, or not so much Lampard, but Thelwell better have such like really good like negotiating technique. Yeah, I do, I do, I do think though. To be fair, just just closing on that, there lads. I do think to be fair, if you're going to throw money at a position and you're getting Ghana, that's that's where you throw a few bob, a few extra grand. You know what I mean? Yeah. But anyway, yeah. about I was trying to get it in there about twenty minutes ago. Uh, whoever's listening <laughs> probably have heard me, but. Bernie, just on the fact that you never go back, Ross Barkley, <sighs> take it away. God, um, listen, a lot of people are, are listening to this and say, I'm onto it and that. He's a brat and he, he had us off and he, he sat on his contract and we only got so much money for him. But me personally, if, if people want to troll through my tweets, if you can be asked, you know what I mean? I never, never really thought he was that good. He was just like a bit of a flash in the pan, 10 games a season. But, but again, and I'll say, but he gets an Everton team at the moment. He's better than Tom Davis. He is. I think, I'm not I, picking up Sorry, Bernie, can I just jump on? Bernie. That, that pops in my but, head. He's better than Tom Davis. Sorry, Bernie, can I just chip on there? Just I, I think it's unfair to say not very, really good. I think I, I, th- I think uh, Barkley was, was decent for us. But what I will say is, that guy, his entire Everton career, yes, yes, he, well, well, I'm getting dead, but and he was, but I, I think he was extremely mismanaged. You know, you've got guys like Roberto Martinez and saying things like, uh, people are asking him in an interview, who do you want, Lionel Messi or Cristiano Ronaldo? And he's saying Ross Barkley, you know, getting the bun. He's <laughs> he was grossly mismanaged and, and, and he was built up and he was built up and all this, this, that, and the other, and then he was treated the way he was. We come and don't get me wrong. The guy, the guy ratted us out. He done the club out of about twenty million. He's a shite bag for that, and he'll always be known for it. He's literally shown that, you know, he just didn't have good people around him. I don't think. I don't think he was. Bad advice. 
100%. Yeah, ma- ma- massively, you know, and I- I'm not making any, actually, you know, I- I'm not making any excuses for him, but if I end up doing it, I will do, and I don't really care if I do. I, I get that if- the closer you are to the city, the more it hurts and stuff. But you know what? That's football. A lot of a lot of Everton's youth that's come through have, have all sort of burnt their fingers, and it's been a repeated pattern. You know where Rooney, Jeffers, fucking and, and Barkley and stuff. Who just you know something's happened. They couldn't wait to get out of here. You know we constantly talk about how our clubs grossly mismanaged daily. Like I'm not making excuses for him, but at the same time, I suppose I am, and I don't really care. But I must have him. I would have him. Yeah. Ultimately, you know what? See if Barkley had a football in brain. It would be. It wouldn't even be in our stratosphere anymore because he has everything else around him. Natural ability when he's not thinking. Barkley can turn it on. He can literally. He can drive so well forward with the ball, and when he doesn't and think, he can play an absolute killer pass. If Everton fans can accept Wayne Rooney back, and if Everton fans can try yeah. the best to get behind Rafa Benitez, then we can accept Ross Barkley. Well said, Brownie. Well said. Craig, take it away. Yeah, you've just you've just literally took it, my words out, out my mouth um, in in regards to the the football and brain. Um, for me, yeah. when he when he was at Everton and uh, as a footballer, and that he's got every every physical attribute to be a superstar. Yeah, except no the, the best in the world. But he's, he's he's got no football and brain. And for me, he's too much street footballer, Craig. What's that? Sorry, he's a street footballer. Yeah, it's all off the cuff. Do you get what I mean? Definitely, but Craig. Craig, seeing what you're saying there, sorry to chip on, I can hear it in your voice because I always thought it the same. He's two milliseconds off playing a pass and you're literally saying, why are you just holding it that extra millisecond? Yeah, and it just ruined. If he, if he could just release that ball just that wee, tiniest bit sooner, he'd be a different player. Yeah. In, in terms of the whole, in terms of the actual transfer and bringing him in, um, I mean, I know Brownie said he he, he gets in over Tom Davis and he, he's better than most players. And I know you, like, I'd, I'd say you'd you'd say the same, Graham. But for me, it's it's I don't know. I'm on the fence with it again. It's another it's another it, like I was saying before the opinion of McNeil. I don't get it because if I don't you think get. Of, where, Craig, sorry to interrupt you. With the five subs rule, it changes everything. I mean, yeah. If you t- if if you're talking in terms of. Okay, if we're talking in terms of like a not so much a bench player, but someone like like you just said, then with the five the five sub real kind of thing, if if we're if we're going for strength and depth, yeah, I'm all for it because he's it, it I wouldn't I wouldn't mind bringing him off the bench over Tom over like you yeah. like to Tom Davis and stuff, but in terms of to bring him in and start him, I, I don't see where he fits in, especially with us now potentially bringing in a disagree because then where does he fit in? You've got Deli the Ali. and Allen. Deli Ali, Alex will be better than Ross Barkley in my opinion. Massively, exactly. yeah. But exactly. I think so Ross Barkley is better than Decore. I'll say that. Who Barkley's better than Decore? I think so, yeah. I think they've got different attributes to be honest with you. Like, I just know if in a midfield I'd rather Barkley than Decore because Barkley can I don't control know. the ball. Listen, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on one of them. Listen, I've slated Decore that he, He's a bit colourblind. He can't pass to a man in his own shape. But I do think he's uh, in between a rock and a hard place at the moment. He doesn't know what, what role he's got in the team. If you give him a role, I think he can do it properly. Like, yeah. Bernie, I'll be honest. I'm six gens on, so you can take this uh, podcast with a pinch of salt, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, you know what? I th- that was an unfair comment. I sort of got excited and building it up and thinking I was piss boiling a wee bit. But, they they're massively different players, different attributes. Uh, I think it's pretty disrespectful of Decore. I think it's maybe bigging up Ross Barkley a lot. 
Ross Barkley's stats over the last four years are, are not that great. Um, the last time he had a good season was 18-19, and that was he had three goals and five assists for Chelsea. Um, he's been massively underwhelming there. And Aston Villa, he had, like, he had three goals, one assist. I remember he started really well, and then it was him and Grealish yeah. all over each yeah. other. They didn't you a question about Barkley, though? Do you think yeah, man. that if Barkley came back, knowing all the scrutiny that's on him and there's a lot of fans who are going to be against him, make him more yeah. determined to do well? Do you think it would do I th- that? I think this is the only place that Ross Barkley can actually express himself in yeah. world football. But I, I was about to say that. That was going to be my, my next comment. I think out of all the players that we get this season, like I was touching on it before, like the likes of McNeil and Vinegra, they, they're coming to Everton with a big point to prove. And I think Barkley, out of all the signings that we make this summer, I think he's got the biggest point to prove and he's, he's got a lot of fans to win back over kind of thing. So maybe, again, long-term, will it be a, a shrewd bit of business? Can um, you imagine? Can you imagine, right, even, even, even just, just picture this, Craig and, and, and Paul, you're Ross Barkley, you're on the bench, Lampard gives you the nod, right, you're coming on. Imagine the butterflies, Goodison, Pompin, right? Or he goes in, or the away fans, whatever, right? And that happens, and he does okay, and he gets that settled. Can you imagine the weight coming off his shoulders if he creates a goal or scores a goal, and the hunger that you would like to think that that would give to him? They go out then and express himself. No chains on him, no weight in his shoulders, and literally play freely in an Everton kit. Ross Barkley... Everybody said he lacked maturity at Everton. He's 28 years old now. Been at one of the biggest clubs in the world, whether people like it or not. Well, he's been involved or not. He's been in the dressing room. He's felt the pressure. He's knew he's had to be there whenever he's needed. Um, I, I honestly think it could be something. At the same time, we could come here and we could just be like, what a waste of a fucking seat. You know, and, and that, or sorry, what a waste of a shirt. And, and that could be the case because we Ross Barkley, you just don't know, but... Look, I, I, I'm going to be honest. I, I'm, I'm, I'm quietly excited because it seems like a bit of a. I mean, if you if you really look into it, the last I'd say the last handful of signings that we've made in terms of like young, have been like say to, I mean Barkley's Barkley's 28, isn't he? But especially like the younger, like we've got that for Vinegar and we've, it looks like we've, we've signed uh, McNeil. Um, yeah. We've gone and signed Deli Ali. We've, we we signed a Wobi the, the season or the season before that, and it's I, I don't know about you, but it's becoming a common pattern that we're, we're bringing in these young players that have got a point a point to prove. Yeah, and yeah. I feel like we yeah. I, I feel like we're that we're that platform where we can what do we it. You know what I mean? And it's very yeah for me it's very exciting because yeah I, I think I think this is going to be the first season where you finally see whether turned up and they've signed for the club to 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 prove that point. Um. Providing that obviously Lampard and Thelwell get these signings in right, like I said before, they for me they only need to make two or three signings that'll change the dynamics and and, and set that up that set set that situation up that I've just explained perfectly for the likes of your Deli Ali's, your Barclays, your your Awobis, your um, Vinagras, your um, your McNeils, all players now that are coming in with a point to prove. Do you know what I mean? So I, I I'm quietly excited. And I, I'm I'm more so excited for. Obviously, I'll, I'll be absolutely like like I said, is like the the best signing we can make this this, this summer, and I, I really hope we do is gay, because yeah, that'll that'll 
that'll just uh, I, I just I don't think people realize it open in terms yeah, of if, I, if we do I'm, hypothetically I'm that's the one for me like it yeah, is if I, we do I, hypoth- I have to say it is the one for me that like but if if we do sign him then and then obviously go on to hypothetically sign Barkley which I I think we're gonna um from what I've heard and from what like the noises that are coming out like the Everton camp and stuff um I, I'm really excited by it because you've got you've got a lad there that left Everton on really bad terms he was let's not forget like it was that he, he left Everton he's still an Evertonian at the end of the day oh, yeah, big time. so it's got it of it's as much as maybe he has been a, like a, a a bit of a rat in the way he's gone about it as it's probably hurt him as well do you know what I mean? He's left yeah. his boy or club that he's 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 graduated through the ranks in the academy through, and it, like it, it's been his life basically. Do you know what I mean? And he's obviously gone away to Chelsea for a couple of years, and then he's he's been he's been sent out on loan and it hasn't worked, kind of thing. So now for okay. me, uh, Ross Barkley and Anthony Gordon smashing it for everything. You wouldn't say no to that, would you? Definitely not. Definitely not. But it's uh, yeah. The point I was making was it's. It's he, he's gone away to try something new and it's not worked. It's definitely not worked. But he's now he's he's still got time on his side. He's still in his prime years, and to come back to Everton and, and live your prime years at your boyhood club, proving trying to win like your your fans over. Do you know what I mean? Which if if we want to go there and be soppy like that, that's his heart. Do you know what I mean? Like the, yeah. the club and fans are his heart kind of thing. So what what not better motivation than to come back and and, and do it? Do you know what I mean? And it's it's yeah. it's the same with I mean not so much the the, the soppy side of it but it's the same with Deli Ali it's the same with McNeil it's the same with Vinagre it's all it they're all very very as good as they all are in in like their own different aspects and the, their own different um I just feel all these players have got the same that they're in the same situation that they they're coming for not the same one last big move but yeah they've been wrote off kind of thing and what be, what better person to to put put under their arm than Frank Lampard. Do you know yeah. what I mean? To try and to try and like kickstart the career again, or get get them like another couple of like get, yeah, just get them back to them best. Do you know what I mean? Like it's and it, and it's like I said before, I touched on it before. Awobi is the biggest example for that. Awobi is a completely different player. So why yeah. why can't why can't Parkley get back to his best? Why can't McNeil get back to his best or go on to to, to be better? Do you know what I mean? And I just think yeah. I, for me, if if we are to pull these off, um. These deals off for me. You can't. You just. You can't knock it. You can't knock Lampard, Thelwell, and Everton for me, because this, this, and I, I touched on it in a couple of spaces on Twitter over the last few weeks and couple of months. We just need to be smart. We've got to be smart this year. It's it's probably one of our biggest transfer windows ever, because it it, it is a case of make or break. If we don't get it right, I I feel we'll go down. But from the noises yeah. that from the noise. Terms of like rumors and who we're after, it looks like it, it looks like that they're actually doing it. They've actually sat down. They've got a plan together, and we're actually doing through business. Do you know what I mean? Um, even even on the business side of it, and I was going to touch on it before, Graham, but obviously like we we moved on. But I, I'll just go back to it a minute. Yeah, um, no worries, mate. No worries. The McNeil deal for me that is. I, I mean, I don't know if you've looked into it, but for me, McNeil, we we could have offered them anything and they, they'd have took it because he's, a, at the end of the day, he's an academy graduate, so whatever we pay them, it's a profit. Yeah. yeah. And I think I think that's why we've gone for McNeil now. I think that's why we've turned our attentions from McNe- uh, from Cornet to McNeil because they were wanting like 20, 25 million up front when you can go and get someone who's younger, who's potentially hungrier. And at Cornet's age, I think Cornet's what, 24, 25? 
Yeah. So we 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 basically half that budget to go and get a player that could potentially be an absolute world beater in a couple of years. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, and for me, it's and and it, it it's win win because if Everton get a player that they want and what we 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 could go yeah. on to love, and yeah, Burnley have got money for it. You've talked me around, lads, big time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, talk me around there. Like... Yeah, well, I, well, well, this... I, I mean, I've, I've said it, haven't I, Paul, though, in, in a couple of spaces, and I know you've been in, yeah. in, in some of the spaces as well, Graham. All we've needed this year is we've we've got a decent squad of players there. It's just, the, the, it, 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 it's sheerly down to being mismanaged. Yeah. And I just think we just need a couple of to just change the dynamics and just open the doors for other players to then go and express and, and be the player that we we want them to be and what Everton want them to be because obviously that's the reason Everton signed them do you know what I mean and obviously it hasn't gone our way and we haven't yeah. been dealt a bad hand in terms of like it's obviously poor poor management acquisitions and injuries and just all different like bad bad luck factors do you know what I mean but Everton aren't we Everton aren't we yeah I just feel like these these signings that we're making, they're very shrewd and they're very smart, especially the the Ghana gay one. I don't think anybody realises just how important and That's how big that is big that. Yeah. Well, I, see, just as we're chatting about that, lads, just because it's literally faltering under the next bit and it'll flow on nicely, but I wanted to talk about the formations that we think we're going to do for the season. And I'll tell you, I'll t- tell you why I want to go there and one of the major factors. So Obviously, as I've heard me earlier with the whole McNeil thing, I think that sort of ruptures what I assume we're going to go with in the 3-5-2 or the 3-4-3 three, three, or whatever. Four, three four three, I suppose it can work. But ultimately, uh, just as you're talking about the formations, we spoke about Ghana. I think Ghana in a three, five midfield with the two wingbacks pressed up and you have Ghana sitting in the six, he can cover the fullbacks. You can have Alan hunting the ball. You can have Wobi breaking forward. Um, then if you've got two up front, you can have Barkley and Deli Alley vying for that position behind Dominic Calvert-Lewin and whoever it is, or Solomon Rondon. You know, obviously, whoever it is, we, we, we bring in and stuff. But you, just to press on with those formations, and I suppose if you were to do it with the two in midfield, you could have, you could have Dwight McNeil coming on a bit tighter and, and the full-back spreading out wider. But just what do you think we're going to play um, I want you to be loose with to chat about basically the players you think we're getting, how you would set it up. I'll I'll I'll, I'll let Brownie start with this one, but ju- just formation wise through the back and how you think they're going to play, Brownie. I'll start yeah, with you. Then. I think they're going to go with the five at the back or three at the back, whatever way you're going to look at it. And I do not think, and I want it to be Patterson, but I don't think it will be Patterson. I think it will be a Wobi at right wing back. That um, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, no, listen, I'm, I'm okay with that, by the way, but I think if you'd actually ever told me that you want to see Nathan Patterson playing, because, yeah. you know, just because he's Nathan Patterson, we all want to see what he can do, but I think Awobi is more than capable of playing anyway where you put him on a pitch. I think you, I think he's gone past the point of doubting now, Awobi. I think he's yeah. an Everton player, and we're, we're all accepting that he's an Everton player and he's important to us moving forward, but I do think... Because of the players we have at our disposal, I think it will be five or three at the back. I say again, whatever way you want to look at it. Idrissa Ghanagay, as you say, completely agree. He's the sitting midfielder. We can rat about and break everything up. And I think he could run for days. Ghanagay, he could be 45. Yeah. I, I still think he'll have his legs, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, one up front, which obviously is Calvert-Lewin because we've got no one else. So What yeah, about, about wing-wise, Brownie? Brownie... This is this is the bit I want to hear too because 
White um, McNeil. And if we sign him. McNeil and, and who? And who? Um, so you own five right. at the back. Um, you go well, you, are, you going, are you going with two in midfield? Um, two in centre midfield, two wing backs, three centre half. Garnagay in the middle, to Corey in the middle. I've got Dwight McNeil, Deli Ali. Have a lost count? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Someone's Deli Ali and Dwight McNeil. The... I'm struggling. They work that formation. I <laughs> <laughs> throw them all on. See what happens. It's like it's like Cumin's Christmas tree. Calvert Lewin, yeah. right wing back. <laughs> Fucking arsehole, hum. Sorry, but uh, sorry, I just really hate Ron Cooman. He, he he nearly destroyed my love for Everton, to be honest. But um, McNeil plays every sound. Dwight McNeil, he plays every week. Me personally, like. yeah, uh, I don't know. Um, what well, no, Craig? Craig, how do you see it lining up? What, what do you think you're going to see? Even even the two formations, it sounds sounds a bit silly, but it's good to put out because I've been thinking it all day. You know, when it's been getting my head working, how can you know, when I was I was arguing my point against disliking uh, McNeil, but thinking, Jesus, what I'm hearing here is that there's 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 meat to these bones here, so maybe I need to start. Well, yeah, I just wrote down get in the team. people because I was lost completely there, so I'd say <laughs> McNeil, Ali, and Garnagay in central midfield. Yeah. Right. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised to see McNeil end up on there, but yeah, okay. So that's with two up top. Who's up top then? No, I had about I had about my formation then was like 10, 7, 1. <laughs> I had yeah. too many players playing for that. So if you so sorry, Craig, I'll bounce back in a second. But so if you have your say, right, so I, I think we're all in agreement that we would love Yerry Mina, James Tarkovsky, and uh, Ben Goffrey yeah. off the right hand side playing sweeper to Coleman and Patterson, yeah. No, I'd say it was yeah, Coleman and Patterson, but I think it will we will play there. All right. Well, even at that, you're going to you're going to have a Godfrey right hand side sweeping. So whoever's in the right is going to be able to express himself that bit more. Fair enough. Um, Michaelenko left, yeah. Yep. So you would have uh, address again a guy in the six, yeah. yeah. Dwight McNeil, Dwight McNeil, yeah. and Just because it was great, I'd have Dwight McNeil. I'd have yeah, I would have Dwight McNeil, yeah. Dwight McNeil in the centre midway, Gana guy, and who did you say Abdullah Decore? Yeah. Right, so that leaves you two. You have a 10 and a 9 up top. Deli Ali and Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Yeah, okay. Um, and I realise this sounds ludicrous, Craig, but go for it. Um, do you know what? I, I genuinely don't know. I can try and put something together, but I think I think it's going to be a case. I mean, I know obviously the transfer window finishes long into like when I think into the Premier League, aren't we? But is that when it is? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think we're all in agreement though that it's going to be a three. I think it's going to be a three at the back, providing me. Providing me stays fit, I think it'll be Mina, Tarkovsky, God, uh, and a toss up between Godfrey and Holgate because fan of Holgate. Yeah. Um, see my see my, my my whole thing here. Sorry, just to chip in was the and wasn't to catch anybody out, but it was the, it was the raised debate because Brownie, like you've. You know how I feel about shoehorning players in the areas where they don't normally play. Yeah, square pegs, round holes, not it. Yeah, I, yeah. you know, you know what infuriates my OCD like, but, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So like you've basically put Dwight McNeil on there instead of Allen in a system 
that Alan can actually be 100% Alan. And this is nothing new, but this is where I question the Dwight McNeil signing. And I'd be like, I, I, I honestly see it as three in the midfield. Wing backs provide your wits in your attack, and you've got three at the back. And this is where it, this is where this eats at me, this signing, because I'm like, no, because look at Delhi Alley the other day, as soon as he got right up close, they run on, and then obviously when Rondon's gone and Delhi Alley then playing in that false nine or however we like to call it. But Delhi Alley playing tight off Calvert Lewin is exciting. Patterson's yeah, ball. Me, yeah. 100%. I know Dwight McNeil, but you know what? We're chatting about Vinagre, but Dwight McNeil could could be coming off the bench and just saying, look, you're playing right up the pitch, but you're that left wing back. He's played left wing back in his career. He has, like, so... I think it was worth it, Craig. He, he plays. I get that, but you, I get that, but a fully fit squad, you've got Allen, you've got Allen in that midfield spot ahead of Dwight McNeil. No way would I be playing Dwight McNeil centre midfield when you've got Allen who could play in that again behind him. Alan, though. What's that? Has he not got better legs than Alan? No, he's slow. Anytime I've seen Dwight McNeil, Mount turns quicker. I just think we you look at him from coming from Ben. I know people say, oh, Benny, it's Everton's different, but. No, it's no disrespect. I've only ever seen him in the 4-4-2, Brownie. I've only ever seen him in the 4-4-2. I've only seen him play left wing or left midfield, not even left wing. Do you think ideally Frank Lampard wants to play four at the back? No. Ideally, if he had his own way, he's going to play four at the back, I mean. This this was the point I was trying to make, Paul. I don't think he's going to consistently play one, like one formation. I think, and and that that McNeil signing tells you that. Well, um, see, just not the piggybacky, Craig, and I'll, I'll, I'll let you try and whip it. I do have an information right down here, and I think McNeil does fall well into the 4 2 3 1. He does fall well into that out left, nearly in that Pinar rule where you didn't have that pace and you had the overlap. And do you know what I'm saying? And you could, yeah. you could have like someone lying deep, you could have even a Davies or a or even even an Allen if he, if he can be disciplined lying beside a Ghana. You know, or even that, the playing playmaker. That's, they play what I, that's, what, that, that's what I think it's going to be. I think that's what it is. How important it, is how important lads is Ghana to this conversation? Though? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Massively. Yeah. Changed, the sex, every, the sex changed been... everything, hasn't he? Yeah. Ghana Gay has changed everything. But uh, yeah, I, I tell you what yeah. I do agree. I, I tell you what I do agree with though. Before we, if we're moving on, um, what Paul said, I do think we're going to see. I mean, obviously, it, Coleman's not ready, is he? But it, Patterson isn't ready either. You, you don't want to just throw a 19, 20-year-old kid into the mix, no matter how much of abundance of talent he's got. So I do think I do think you're going to see a Wobie in a lot more in that, yeah. that position. No, um, don't get me wrong, I'd like to see Patterson play, but I think a Wobie will play there. Yeah. And if he, well, he can I, trust, I, I like I said, can, I said can trust day, a Wobie to I, play I anywhere needs, on the pitch. Yeah, I said the other day, Paul, I, I think... For me, I mean, I know this. It's it, it, it's hard now, and it'd be a big risk. But I think Patterson needs a loan first. Yeah. Um, I think no, he needs I, a year. Honestly, I'd have to disagree with you there. I think he he needs to be around the first team. Me personally, like. Yeah, well, they, he, either way, maybe because it it's he, he's going to gain the experience either way, isn't he? But it, yeah, it's one of them. I just can't see. I don't know. Do you think he trust, he'll trust the Wobie more than he trusts Pat Simone? Well, well yeah. here's the thing. Here's the thing, and I completely get you, right? So we're talking about the left-hand side. We're talking about, you know, it's Michelangelo's spot they lose. I don't think anyone's ever going to debate that, right? But, like, it's really good that Michelangelo, how do we keep him fresh? 
well, if he's providing the width, we we put Vinagre on for the last twenty minutes of a game or fifteen minutes of a game, and that keeps him fresh. So Same, could Dwight McNeil t- play left wing back? He can, he can get, he can. I'll uh, move right. on. Um, but if you, if you the flip of the coin is as the right back position, well, what is the perfect way to blood uh, Nathan Patterson and get him up to speed? Play Alex Awobi for sixty minutes. Yeah. At the right wing back, and even at that, you don't have to. If he is dictating the game, you don't have to take him out. If you've got a Decore playing in that eight or Deli Alley and he's underwhelming, you take them off, you move him inside, and then you put Patterson on for the last half hour, 20 minutes. That way, you'll see Patter- Patterson grow his roots will spread on, on the ground and he'll start getting he'll start adapting to that level. Because do I think Nathan Patterson is capable of playing a Premier League level at the minute? Personally, I do not, have not seen enough. Seen a really, really good game from him the other day. That was against the shitty Blackpool team. So yeah, it's I more think, hope. It's more hope than expectation. Here. Yeah. So, so where on the left? Where on the left you could be resting Michalenko and bleeding in. Uh, uh, Jesus, name's left me here. Vinagre. On the right hand side, you can play Alex Awobi and then bleed in Nathan Patterson. And by November. Just before the World Cup, you could have Nathan Patterson owning that spot if all going well and we don't ever do it. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. sorry to Craig batter on there, but I just wanted to jump on with that, mate. Yeah, I was I was just gonna um, I was just gonna add to that by asking I was gonna ask a question two of you. Do you think in, in regards to Michalenko, do you think he's do you think he's gonna be soiled into that left back role next season now, or do you think he's gonna be rotated with this Vinagre? That's what it's I think be. it is. I think Michaelenko has yeah. more than earned it, and it's his to lose. Yeah, I'll be honest with you, right? I think, and a lot of people disagree, and I don't particularly agree with it myself. But I think because of his stature, because he's quite tall for a fullback, I think he could probably be shoehorned in as a left centre back with Vanagra playing left wing back or Dwight McNeil. I will be annoying as fuck if that happens. I'm sorry, no, Brenny. That's be annoying. not I what I want to see. But I do think I could see it happening. Didn't he play I there just... for the past team? He... I think so, yeah. Yeah. They sure said he was they said he was capable, but even at that, why you know, we're sitting there with five centre halves. Why would you even consider it? I just think that's stupid. I think it's I think it's really uh, if look, obviously again, I'm just I'm just a fan, get over to a game or two a year. I've just got my own opinions, but I just think it's it's stupid. You know, you've you've literally got your first choice there now who it's six months, and let's face it, he had it all uphill. There was war in his country. He had the fans had turned on him before he'd even kicked the ball. He got three in for 120 minutes against Hull, and he looked like a poor rabbit in the headlights. And you know what? The, the player he's became now, vital, vital volley at Leicester, he's solid. He's really good one-on-one. Why would you take that out? The other day, he got an assist and a, and a goal. He scored a volley again the other day, you know, albeit a low hit. But why would you take that out? You literally yeah. you want to water that plant. You want that to grow. See if you started putting them in centre half and, and you start, see when you start, prime examples, Ben Goffrey, I'm going to go on the one. Now, Craig, I don't know if you if you listen to the podcast often and stuff, but even in spaces, I usually butt heads with people because Ben Goffrey, I haven't seen enough from him. I'm not impressed from him. But Bernie will tell you that I do want the best from him. And that's yeah. why I really like the thought of him playing that right centre half uh, sweeper for Patterson. If he, yeah. if he can't be, or Coleman, I think I think that's where we can actually learn to see the best of Ben Goffrey. I think his best game for us was one game at centre half at against a per Manchester United side. He did well at left back for us. 
he got over the halfway line. He wasn't that good. His passing wasn't great. He just he was putting in challenges, and he's 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 a brick shit house, like you know what I mean. But See, it's a hard, I think... it's, it's a hard one for Godfrey. I've, I've I've had many debates about Godfrey because at first when yeah. he came, then he was he, for me he was a world beater. I thought he was he was the dog bollocks. Do you know what I mean? He looked impressive at the start, but it just... yeah, and then obviously like his his form dipped a little bit, and then obviously he he was it, it was um. It was almost squeaky bun time for him, wasn't it? In terms of like, like the the whole COVID situation and stuff, and even, even when he came back and he was training and sort of like trying to get involved in matches and stuff, he was doing interviews and saying like he he doesn't feel he still doesn't feel himself. He doesn't feel a hundred percent. So, it, it it's a hard one. I, I don't think I've seen, and I, I don't think we've seen enough of him to, to to fully stamp stamp that opinion. Whether he's is he good? Is he bad? Is he is he just going to be an mean um and even particularly like when he first came in and he played well some of the best games that he played he was and then he back and that's when his form dipped so it's it's one of them it's a bit of um it's a bit mixed match with godfrey it's it's it it is a tough one like but i think the 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 times that i've seen him since all that's happened and since he's recovered from like the covid situation the only times i've ever known him to play very well and solidly well it has been when he's been next to mina mina yeah, else he and that's a positive. common trend for our team as well. Yeah, definitely. Players. Um, but the thing is, and you know what, it, it is a bit of a, it is a bit of a cop out to try and get your nebbin at the top of an argument. But one thing I've always said is, you have to play good enough to not be an option for another position. Do you know what I mean? You have to be, you have to be in a position where they can say, yes, he could maybe play. Like you know, Phil Jagielka, prime example. Yeah, when well, you when you just you, you just know he's you know he's playing even before they've kicked the ball next week. Yeah, That's so basically, saying, yeah. remember Yobo Yobo would have got shoehorned the right back when we get stuck all the time, but Jagielka didn't. You know why? Jagielka could play right back, but he was too valuable at centre half. If you can't be too well, valuable in your primary good, position. But that- but now, great Shannon, that'll never happen again now, hopefully. Yeah, well, well, that's what I want because I want them to get a run at centre half. And, and really, I love the thought of this three because he can grow even if long term and where do you go to a four? If we play a season with three at the back and Ben Goffrey can grow at the right hand side, as I say, sweeping for Patterson and Coleman and really get the fundamentals down, playing beside Yuri Mina and, and James Tarkovsky, that's going to massively build his awareness, his positioning, his communication. Is reading of the game, everything, and, and and he'll become a better player, and he can become the centre half that we forked out twenty five million for that I want to see. Do you know what I mean? I like no one wants any Everton player to do to do poorly. I want them to succeed. So oh, I hate Everton. Everton army. Everton army. Jesus. But we sort of went off, man. You know what? So, I know. I know. Obviously, like all different opinions are all up in the air, right? But you know, do you know when it comes yeah. down to it now, boys, and we're still we're still yet to make like obviously still a few signs to come in yet, but it's a good headache to have in it. Yeah. I think. I, th- I just think it changes the whole. I mean, obviously that it's it's the hypothetical scenario that that Gay comes in, but now he's he's gone out and bought a whole left side. So yeah. it's, it, it, for me, it's a very, it's a very good headache to have. Like obviously, opinions are mixed, and we're debating them now. We're agreeing, we're disagreeing. But overall, it's, it's for me. I'm, I'm just, I'm, ec- I'm ecstatic that we're going out. And we're, we're actually, it looks like we're, we're, we're doing it. We're, like we're doing it properly now. Do you know what I mean? We're yeah. going out and getting to places. Pig, piggybacking off to what you're saying there that today when um, we were linked like Dwight McNeil and that, I will hope because I work nights and I was thinking. 
You know what? I'm not really into that, but the more I've thought about it as the day's gone on, and listen, I've had a few pints as well, by the way. But I'm like, yeah, no, I'm into that, mate. I, I don't mind it. Do you get what I mean? Craig, I think you said it really well earlier too. You made, you know, you you made a term that are building a jigsaw, and you know what? E- even today, when like as you know, as everyone, I'm sure anyone that listens to this, they'll be the exact same. Everyone's group chat, Everton group chats were lit today. Um, if they weren't. You need to get in the new Everton group chat. But one yeah. of the things that I made a point to say because I was I was going on a McNeil and I was chatting with Vinagre and all this here and, and and I just sort of said, but one one thing I will say is people can be for the this isn't a old twenty seven thing, no crap, but people can either be 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 for the club or against the club. Personally, for me at the moment, on Mashiri's word of saying, judge me on at the start of September, not now. That's is my sort of last hurrah we we Mishiri where I've says you know what fair enough and I am in that mindset where I'm not going to judge the team I'm going to be quite optimistic even when the season starts and if we're getting the bad and the max over in August and stuff for the Forest game and you know what if it's going bad there I'll try and stay positive and I'll just say you know what if it's I'll, I'll give it to September basically and I'll see what the final as you said jigsaw is and if it's uh, if it's um. As you say, we have a whole new left side. We could be getting Gannon, we could be getting Barkley in. Who knows what they could bring in the other side and another centre center forward. You know, we could literally be looking at our squad in September saying, I, I didn't see this coming. Holy fuck. You know, we, we don't need to be worrying about finishing 13th, 14th this season. We, we could be pushing conference. And I know yeah. that's amazingly optimistic because at the minute I see us fighting relegation. But do you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, definitely. It's it was like a it's like now, sorry to interrupt, I, I'm in a, a, I'm in a situation now, obviously, like you've just touched on it, then Mashiri come out in a statement and said, like, judge, judges at the end of the transfer window. Now, how many times have we heard that? And not just from yeah. him, kind of thing, that that, that yeah. kind of statement, do you know what I mean? And for me, um, I sound like a broken record here, but I've felt I've it all night in terms of, all, all like this podcast in terms of, we just need to make shrewd business. We just need to, We it's just, we've just got to be like a lot more smarter in terms of who we bring in. Now, for me, especially today, in, in bringing, I mean, I don't know whether you two will, will, will agree with me, but in bringing McNeil, Vinagre, and Barkley, for me in my head, it's almost, I'm always, I'm almost thinking, and, I, and I'm not being that typical Everton person where it's like, I'm, I'm pulled back in straight away and like, do you know, like every, every it's the hope that kills you and all that, but for me, these if they're making them signings, it will. It, he's sticking to his word. Fair enough. Keep going. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah, like, yeah, for yeah. me, I, for me, I, I, I've got nothing but admiration for it. To be honest, especially if if we end up with just them four players, I'd be very happy. Um, because the the, the very like I said before, it's it. it as particularly the the Ghana Gay one, the Ghana Gay one just opens so many doors and changes so many dynamics for the better in that squad. You just wouldn't believe it. Um, and I've just I've just hoped and prayed that they 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 take this approach in the summer or this summer. Um, in terms of incomings, and it it, it looks like they're doing it. It looks like they're going with it, kind of things. Yeah, for me, it's one of them just to, to keep at it. And I'd, 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 yeah, if if we can add to that and and do. Go and take the same approach, kind of thing. If we if we were to make them four signings and then maybe bring another sign or two, um, under the same circumstances and the same approach that they're taking now, and like with in terms of McNeil, uh, Viagra, uh, Vin- 
<laughs> See what I mean? I can't pronounce he's hard. It. I heard he's a hard, you know, he's a hard player. Huh? Um, yeah, but if if they take that approach kind of thing, um, I'm all for it. I, I think it'll be a very, very, very successful summer. And I think he, he'll have stuck to his word machine, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I agree with you. So, just, uh, just, just before closing now, lads, it's been about a, a full-on one here. We've, we've had a few, and we've had a good chat about everything. And, <laughs> uh, really, really enjoyed having you on, Craig. Honestly, I hope it's not the last time too, mate. I hope, I hope you, you look to come on again. But yeah, uh, that's, I'd love to come on, boys. I've, um, I've yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. Thanks for having me on. Hundred percent. I will get you on. Um, hopefully, more meteor ones so we can have good argument. But uh, didn't McKeever game? Are you, are you going? Each of these. Yeah, I'm going. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, I can't make it, mate. I'm um, I've, yeah, I'm golfing on Friday, so I can't, uh, I can't make it. But I'm, I, obviously, I'm, I'm there for the Chelsea game, and I'm going to, I'm going the Forest game as well. So, uh, all, the, all the home games, and have you got Villa away? I'm gonna try and get to Villa away as well. Um, to, yeah. to be fair, next season I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna try and, to, I'm gonna try and get to a lot more aways than. Um, I usually go to usually I go to like four or five a season, but I am actually going to try and make the effort and try and try and get to like both home and away next season because for me, I the ways are as good as going going to the homes. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, I was going to say you must be gotten for punishment, but you know what? I'd I'd love the I'd love the at the ways would be absolutely brilliant. But fair play to you, mate, and you never know. Hopefully, I catch you for a pint at the Forest game. But lads, I'm going to wrap it up there. Um. Uh, Brownie, Craig, uh, obviously David, they drop off there earlier, but thanks very much, lads, and Everton Army. Nice one, boys, Everton Army. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening to the Everton Army podcast. If you like what you've heard, then please share it with all your blue friends and family. And don't forget to rate, subscribe, and review the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It really does help us out as we build this thing up. You can also catch us on Twitter by searching for at EAW Podcast. And if you have anything else you'd like to discuss with us, you can reach us via email at eawpodcast at gmail.com. This show is sponsored by 3 Transport Refrigeration Limited. They offer refrigerated transport breakdown coverage nationwide, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Check them out at www.3trl.co.uk or give them a call on 01925 550 Go ahead and check them out for all your refrigeration transport needs. Catch you in the next one, guys.